Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Good afternoon. Welcome to Inside Indiana Sports, now with Kent Sterling. It's Wednesday, August 18th, 2021. We're brought to you by the great people of today's dentistry. Dr. Mike O'Neill has been my dentist for the last 28 years. Only dentist I've gone to in that time. Make him your dentist. Do it today. Call 317-849-2933. Punch subscribe. Hit like. Ring the bell. Let's go. Let's talk about sports. What I want to do today is talk about the Indianapolis Colts and rank their position groups as best we can. All right, and in so doing, we're going to take a look at the tonnage of talent that this roster has and see if it's enough to compel this team into the playoffs and hopefully deep into the playoffs, deeper than last year. They went to the playoffs last year. They went to Buffalo. They got beat by the Bills by three. How close are they to being a contender in the AFC in terms of who's going to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl? We'll talk about that. One rule about doing this. I'm doing the eight position groups of guys who really play football. Special team, uh, those guys, they're accepted. All right, I'm not going to rank a kicker, a punter, and a long snapper against tight ends or offensive linemen or linebackers. I'm just not going to do it. Let's start with the special teams. I like the Colts special teams. Luke Rhodes, he's the long snapper. We don't know him. That's the way it should be with a long snapper. You should never notice a really good long snapper, and Luke Rhodes is a good one. Luke Rhodes not only is a really good long snapper, but he's a guy who on punt coverage, he gets tackles, and he makes plays on punt coverage, and that's a bonus. That's why I like Luke Rhodes. That's why I know what his name is. Rigoberto Sanchez is a field position changer for the Colts. He is a great target punter, which makes coverage of punts really, really easy. If you know where a guy is going to put a punt before he kicks it, you know where to run. And you're going to get to the spot, and you're going to down the football inside the 10, sometimes inside the 5, because he is going to hit his mark. The kicker, Blankenship. Blankenship's okay. Blankenship's not great. He doesn't have Greg Zerline's range, right? He is not automatic like Adam Vinatieri was from inside of 50, but he's pretty close to automatic inside 50, and he's got range out to 55, and I like the guy. I think he's trustable. I think he's a guy you can put the game in his hands late, and he's going to hit a field goal for you. All right, so there's special teams. That's out of the way. Let's go to the eight position groups as we know them. All right, you know what those are, and and I'm not going to reveal them in order until I reveal them as we dig into each. The eighth and least of the position groups, I got to tell you, it's the DBs. 
Now, that doesn't mean that the Colts don't have some good DBs. I like Kari Willis as a box safety. I like Julian Blackman as a free safety. I think he's a good guy to put kind of the, the top on the defense and go get the football on occasion. I think last year in this, he admitted that last year because of the injury and he didn't get in great shape before he had to play, he lost his legs about eight, nine games into the season, and you could see it in his play and in his level of aggression. This year, he's worked real hard. He's put himself into a physical condition that's going to allow him, he hopes, to play 17 games at the highest possible level or at his highest possible level, and I think that's high enough to change games for the Indianapolis Colts. Now, you get to the cornerback position, Xavier Rhodes. There weren't a lot of people banging on his door saying, Xavier, come to us. You're a free agent. You just played great football for the Colts, so please come over and be a cornerback for us. That didn't happen. T.J. Carey, same kind of deal. Both of them signed prove-it deals before the 2020 season, right? They proved it, and still, the phone wasn't ringing. That tells you something. It also tells you something that Rocky has seen could still be a starting quarterback for this team. That is not good. Rocky Hussein does not play at the level of a starting cornerback for the Indianapolis Colts. Kenny Moore is a really good uh, nickelback. He is a terrific guy covering the slot. I like Kenny Moore a lot. So you've got Moore, you've got Willis, you've got Blackman as pluses. The other cornerbacks, you're hoping, don't kill you. You're hoping you put enough pressure on the opposing quarterback that these guys don't have to cover for three or four seconds because they are not going to be able to do it without grabbing a handful of jerseys. All right, so that's the eighth group. That tells you a little bit about this team, right, that the least of the position groups really has a few guys who can absolutely play football. Number seven, the quarterbacks. We don't know what Carson Wentz is going to be. I'm all kinds of confident. Number one, that Carson Wentz is going to be able to play opening weekend. I'm confident that that's going to happen. They want him to get two weeks of work in. I think he's going to be able to do that. He's got a week and a half to get his foot ready to go to work after that third post, uh, preseason game, do those two weeks of work, and then open the season as a starting quarterback against the Seattle Seahawks at Lucas Oil Stadium on September 12th. Carson Wentz in 2017, the last time he worked with Frank Reich, they did really, really good work. Wentz was 11-2 as a starting quarterback and was on pace to be the MVP of the National Football League that season if he doesn't suffer an injury. Nick Foles comes in, Eagles win the Super Bowl. Was it Wentz? We don't know. But following it up in 2019, Carson Wentz did a lot of really, really good things. Threw for more than 4,000 yards, 27 touchdowns, 7 interceptions, a passer rating of 62.8, which ranked 11th in the NFL. Carson Wentz in 2019 was really, really good. 2020, the wheels came off the cart. The offensive line fell apart, and the weapons that he had to utilize really weren't very good. They had injuries uh, to a lot of their weapons, and so Carson Wentz looked terrible. And then as he continued to push and press, he looked worse and worse and worse. So we really don't know what Carson Wentz is going to be or whether he's going to be able to stay healthy. Now, consider this, though. People talk about his health and how he's always injured, right? He has missed eight of a potential 80 games as a starting quarterback. Now, four of those 80 he missed last year because he was benched in favor of Jalen Hurts. 
So that's something to consider. At the backup positions, we don't know whether it's going to be Eason or Ellinger. Right now it looks like Eason has kind of the inside track of being the backup quarterback. We have no idea. No matter what happened last Sunday or happens this Saturday, we have no idea what kind of backup quarterback uh, Jacob Eason is going to be or starter in week one. We don't know because we've never seen it. He hadn't taken a live snap in two years, right? He's played one season of the last four. We don't know what he's going to look like against ones with ones in the NFL. So I don't consider that a strength. Now, maybe you got a crystal ball and you can see that Jacob Eason's going to be really, really good. I don't have that kind of crystal ball. What I see is a guy with a terrific arm and a slow process. That's what I see. Can he quicken it up? Maybe he can. We'll see a little bit this Saturday night in Minnesota. The final preseason game, he's going to get some run. And then if he's got to go against the Seahawks, he's got to go against the Seahawks, and he's going to have to win football games without having played in one in the NFL. That kind of unknown scares the living hell out of me. Sam Ellinger, is going to be, he's going to be on roller skates, right? In, in, in the pocket and outside of the pocket. And that one terrible read that he made on Sunday, boy, did that give me pause in, in, in my enthusiasm to back him as a potential backup quarterback. That was a terrible, terrible read. He's going to learn from that. And he's going to continue to learn. And maybe in year two, He's going to be a quality backup. But right now, if he had to be pressed into action, if the Colts needed to win a game with Sam Ellinger at quarterback, I have grave doubts that that's a remote possibility. So that is the seven, and that shouldn't be. Hopefully, this is a better group than the seventh uh, positional group, seventh best positional group for the Colts. Because you need a great quarterback. If you're going to win a championship, your quarterbacks better be among the top three position groups or you got a real problem. Number six, wide receiver. This is kind of weird, all right, that they're sixth. It's supposed to be an area of strength. Here's why I've got them sixth. Because they are strong at the bottom and they are not so strong at the top. You need greatness in order to win a world championship. T.Y. Hilton is not great. He's been great. He hasn't been great in a while. That's T.Y. Hilton. Michael Pittman, could he become great? He might. He might. Zach Pascal, he's going to be a good football player for his entire career. Uh, you've got Paris Campbell. Can he stay healthy? He hasn't yet, so I'm not going to count on him to do that. Here's where it gets strong, right? Des Patman and Michael Strawn, I think, have a chance to be really good NFL wide receivers. So, at the wide receiver group, you're kind of not so good at the top, but you're really good at the back end. And that's why people say that the Colts have strength. Now, if, if the Colts lose their T.Y. Hilton, who I guess right now you would say is their top offensive weapon at the wide receiver position, you know what? You got Pitt, everybody moves up a spot, and you really don't lose much. If you lose somebody at the bottom, that's okay too, but that's okay for everyone. That's why I've got the wide receiver group for the Colts ranked sixth. Number five, tight ends. This, again, you don't have that guy who, who is, you know, Travis Kelsey. You don't have Zach Ertz. You know what I mean? You've got uh, Jack Doyle, who is a really serviceable guy. He's going to catch some balls. He's going to block really, really well. 
Mo Ali Cox ranked fifth among tight ends last year by Pro Football Focus, which shows you a bit about how flawed those rankings at Pro Football Focus can be in, in a small snapshot. If Mo Ali Cox can stay healthy, he's pretty good. And then you've got Kylan Granson, who's got a chance to be pretty good. They got three guys who are pretty good. If you could combine the skill sets of all three into one guy, into one tight end, you'd have a hell of a tight end. But what you've got are three guys who are talented kind of at different stuff. And because they're talented at different stuff, you, you can't, you can't take advantage of all of them. And Jack Doyle in the beginning of the season, we'll get to this when we talk about the O-line. If Eric Fisher can't go, I'll tell you what, Sam Tevy or Julian Davenport or Will Holden, their best buddy is going to be Jack Doyle because you're going to have to line Jack Doyle up next to the left tackle in order not to have Carson Wentz or Jacob Eason completely blown apart by edge rushers coming off that right defensive side. Uh, Number four, the defensive line. This is where it kind of gets good, right? This is a good defensive line. Not so good at the top, but really good at the back end. Uh, DeForest Buckner, one of the best defensive tackles in the game of football, period. Really, really good. So he's your best guy. And then it's kind of Grover Stewart. He's nice. Right, Pay. we don't know what he's going to be. He's missed about two weeks with an ankle. He's back at practice this week, and that's a good thing. Dio Odangbo, we don't know whether he's going to be healthy at all. Taekwon Lewis is flawed, but looks to be getting better. Kamoko Ture hurt over the last two seasons, but he looks like he's healathy and in attack mode. Ben Badigu, Al Qadin Muhammad, all these guys, you look at and you say, "Hey, they aren't bad. They aren't bad. They aren't bad." And if you can get Quiddy Pay and Kamoko Ture to really haul ass from the edges and go get quarterbacks, this is a hell of a group. But we don't know that that's going to happen. So I've got them ranked fourth right now. I know that that's been kind of a focus for Chris Ballard over this offseason. You can see it in the draft, right, with Odangbo in the second round, Pay in the first round, both edge rush guys who are versatile at what they do. And Buckner in the middle, that three technique that this defense really requires in order to be spectacular and put the necessary pressure on quarterbacks while also defending well against the run. Number three, the offensive line. This could be number one. The top three are like, you know what, I I could make an argument for any of them at any spot, but I'm going to put the offensive line at three because their health is in question. We don't know whether Eric Fisher is going to be healthy. We don't know whether Quentin Nelson is going to be able to open the the season on the 53-man roster even, much less start. We have no idea. Now, if both those guys are healthy, week one, Ryan Kelly, healthy. Glowinski stays healthy. Braden Smith stays healthy. Then, all of a sudden, wow, is this an offensive line? This is an offensive line for the ages, maybe the best in the NFL, but we don't know if that's the case. And the depth pieces of this offensive line, whether you're talking about Teddy Davenport or Holden, and Pitter hasn't been healthy. So you've got these guys, you don't really know what you got. If any of these guys go down, and if Fisher can't go week one, you really got a hodgepodge at left tackle that should scare the living hell out of fans, coaches, front office people, quarterbacks, everybody associated with the Colts. Number two, the linebacker group. I love this linebacker group. All right, we'll just talk about the top four. Darius Leonard, one of the best in the game at his position, right? 
Then you've got Bobby Okereke, who I think is a significant upgrade over Anthony Walker. Anthony Walker was allowed to leave and go to the Cleveland Browns this offseason as a free agent. Bobby Okereke made him expendable because he is fast, he is smart, and he is going to cause mayhem and chaos for opposing offenses. He is going to be a turnover-creating machine this season. And, and if he's not, then I'm writing checks that, you know, frankly, <laughs> what am I doing? Right, but Bobby Okereke, I think, is just that good. Then you've got Zaire Franklin and you've got EJ Speed, who are both fast and dynamic. I think that this is a strength, a massive strength of this team. And it better be because that defensive backfield, as we've said, really isn't very good. So those linebackers are going to have to cover some people with speed coming out of the backfield, at tight end, and out of the slot, perhaps, depending on how they line up. Linebacker position, really, really important for the Indianapolis Colts. The number one position group I got is the running backs. Look, Jonathan Taylor, I think, is a guy who can put up 1,500-yard seasons and a bunch of them. He is a good blocker. He is a really, really smart guy. He didn't put the football on the ground. I think it was great for him to play for Tom Rathman as his position coach last year. I think Jonathan Taylor is going to emerge as one of the best backs in the AFC, if not the best back in the AFC. And I know Derrick Henry is spectacular, can create contact, run away from people. But I think Jonathan Taylor, in a smaller package, is going to be just as dynamic. Then you've got Marlon Mack, who's a great change of pace back. If you've got Marlon Mack at full health as a change of pace back, nobody in the NFL's got this, right? Marlon Mack, the last time he was healthy, ran for over 1,000 yards. He is a really good running back. He's a terrific receiver out of the backfield. I love him. And then you've got the gadget guy who hates to be called the gadget guy in Naheem Hines. Your three running backs have a chance to change games for your offense, and it's good that they can because, you know what, you're not necessarily too terribly strong and dynamic almost anywhere else offensively. But if you've got that offensive line healthy, and you've got Jonathan Taylor, Marlon Mack, and Naheem Hines as your running backs, you got something that a lot of teams in the NFL do not have, and that's a, a, an offense that late in the game can run the football, go get first downs, and kill the clock. And that's going to be really important this season. So there you go. Is that an 11-win team? At best, I think they're an 11 or 12-win team. Good health throughout the entire season. 11 to 12 wins. If they don't have good health, if Carson Wentz can't play, if Eric Fisher can't play, if Dio Odangbo can't play, if other people get hurt, you got real problems on this team. And, and while they have good depth at some spots like wide receiver, the offensive line is not among them. And this is a team that's built from the inside out. And if you don't have good inside play with, on this Colts team, offensive line, defensive line, you got real problems. So do I think that they can go to the playoffs? As I ask myself one of these annoying uh, rhetorical questions, I do. But things have got to go really, really right, and you've got to get the great version, not just good, but the great version of Carson Wentz for 17 games. If you do that, you got a chance to win 12, and if you win 12, you could find your way advancing in the playoffs a long, long way. I'm not going to say the S word, the SB word, but you know what? This could be a really good team and a lot of fun to watch if all those kind of dominoes fall 
in the right succession. We'll see. Going to be fun. Tomorrow, Breakfast with Kent. Can't wait to talk to you then. Brought to you by the great people of, of today's dentistry, Dr. Mike O'Neill, the best dentist that there is. We'll talk to you tomorrow morning, bright and early.